0: Hello. Welcome. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the Decades Club. Hello. Hello. So I'm Marie. I'm Lisa. And our friend Aaron is back. Hey, Aaron.
1: Hey. How's it going?
0: It's good. How was your uh, monastic seclusion in Bradford?
1: It was great. Uh, So I just got back from doing a month of data collection up north in Bradford. Uh, looking at skeletons there. So I got through about, I don't know, 200 plus skeletons nice. in, in a, a month. In a month? Yeah.
0: Very good. So we study skeletons. Yeah. Old ones. So that's why Aaron was looking at 200 skeletons.
1: Yeah, I'm not just some sort of... Creep. Creep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> Maybe, but... <laughs> um, So yeah, so for people who have been with us for a while... How are you enjoying this new sound? Isn't it lovely? This is just... It's uh, no
1: longer super echoey. Right. You can't hear people banging outside in the computer lab, hitting the wall.
2: Yeah, we're not like in my house or in a terrible, horrible room in the basement of a weird building. We kind of are, but it's a better room.
0: (laughs) This one has like soundproofing.
1: It's a room (laughs) equipped for this.
0: Um, Yes, it's silk to your ears. So yeah, so from now on, we'll be... Sounding great. Um and we'll be here on this radio thing. Rare yeah. FM.
1: We're here in the Rare FM studios. Rare FM studios. Yeah, we should we
0: should say that. Thanks for Rare FM to uh, taking us on board and under their wings. And
2: letting us use this fancy equipment that we don't know how to use.
0: Yeah, it took us ten minutes to figure out how to use that thing. Like and how, it's how to just turn it on, basically. It's yeah. a mixer and we didn't know how to turn it on. There's so many Little knobs on it. I'm, like, the biggest thing that I'm sort of taken by is this uh, mesh thing in front of the microphone. It's, it's fancy. It's
1: a pop screen.
0: It looks like stockings. I it
2: could be.
1: A they could have made their own.
2: That That's effective enough? That just does, what does it do?
1: It stops, like, P sounds and but T how? sounds, I think. From it just, like, softens them a little bit, oh. I think. Thank you. I don't know, I've never been on the radio before, so I'm not really Welcome. sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also the fact that we all have our own microphone is pretty... Yeah, yeah usually we're huddled around
1: a single mic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you can...
1: Like old When you get more used to it, singers. Aaron, you
0: can even, like... Make yeah, yourself I mean, comfortable as usual. you do.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting with perfect posture currently oh. at a desk.
2: <laughs> like kind of far away from us. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it was weird. Otherwise, I would have had my back to you guys. So. Yeah, this is,
0: it's not the best layout. We need to figure out the layout for, for, we can for, for future. Um, yeah, I think we can like face each other more. Um, um, okay. Wait, before we start, I want to talk
2: with Aaron about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I know is not what it's called anymore.
1: Uh, It's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? I started watching. I'm like four or five episodes in.
2: Oh, I'm like three quarters of the way into the first episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Because for a while I thought there was only one because I think I thought it was a movie. Ah. It's not. No. No. Um,
1: They're 45-minute episodes or something.
2: Okay. I think the first one's like a little bit longer, which is why I didn't finish it yet. Um. I feel, okay, I have two main thoughts about it. One is that I think the writing is weird and it's kind of like trying to be this like pseudo academic writing, but I don't know if that's because it's based on a comic book and maybe that's how the comic book was.
1: No, I didn't find the comic book that way. Okay. Also the story, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for you or anyone who's listening to this who hasn't maybe watched that many episodes, but it deviates pretty far from the comic book. Oh, okay. Um, so, I don't know. I I find the story okay, but I agree with you that the writing is kind of... Weird. ...hokey sometimes. And there f- there's parts that feel like shoehorned in, and it seems to have an issue like figuring out its time period.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When is it?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure because... The The original comic is set, like, in classic Archie period of, like, the 50s.
2: Right. Which sometimes there's, like, 50s music. Yeah. Sometimes the cars are more, like, from the early 70s, yeah. the late 60s. But
1: then there's a scene where her cousin or whatever is sitting yeah. on a laptop. Oh, yeah. And I was not totally sure yeah. after that. So, eh, whatever.
2: I also didn't really appreciate the, like, death humor in it so much. <laughs> I don't know they were just like how casual they were about like being undertakers and like praise, really praise she said praise Satan all the time like it was funny but I didn't really get the I think it could have been done in a funnier way and mm. to me it was just like kind of weird
1: yeah
0: isn't, like the, that? It, isn't it meant to be like more syntactic? yeah it's supposed to be
1: dark because I mean the, yeah. in the comic book she's like she does an actual black Sabbath and like Signs the devil's book and okay. like there's a goat sacrifice and stuff. It's super metal.
2: It's hard to make that balance though. Yeah. When you have like Sally Draper, who I really like. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's pretty good. Um, uh-huh. and some of the supporting casts pretty decent. Like her aunts are fine. Um, I don't know the. It's okay. Yeah, we'll. I'm see not totally goes. blown away. No. Also, I really don't like the sort of vignetting that they do on every shot where it's like yeah. soft focus around the edges.
2: Yeah, it's just like it's so hard to tell if it's meant to be spooky yeah. or cute or
1: There're definitely some parts that sort of go towards the spookier aspect. Yeah. But um
2: eh. I can't tell who it's geared for. I don't know. We'll yeah. see.
0: Well, I have to li-
2: I haven't well, watch watched it. Yeah.
0: I have Netflix now though. Nice. So I'm still horrible at watching things, though. So we'll see. I'll You've get to gotta it. You've got to watch Making a Murderer, so you
2: can watch the new season. Okay. okay. And we can talk about. I still
0: haven't. I've only watched like two episodes of The Alienist, even though I like it. It's. I'm. I'm the worst. Also. Yeah. Why is all TV?
2: I know we're supposed to be talking about our topic right now, but like everything's about like murder and death. Like I thought that it was just because that's the kind of stuff that I watch. So it's like stuff like that gets recommended to me on my Netflix. But like. No, that's just what all TV is about right now.
0: People love true crime and fake crime.
2: <laughs> and no one likes real crime.
0: But. Yeah. True crime. True crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess. Mm, there's a lot of podcasts about true crime. Yeah. Yeah. A absolutely. lot of them. Or just things about it. I listen that. to
1: so many while doing data collection.
0: Mm it
1: like the entire back catalog of my favorite murder
2: which is good i like my favorite murder but i get like i get i can't listen to too much of it
1: it's good because it's a lighter take on things like my first round of data collection last year i was listening to case file and that guy goes into so much detail Mm -hmm. and it's just like and then the killer chopped up this person, and then he chopped up this person, and I was just in a basement, like <laughs> by myself, Surrounded looking at by skeletons, and for hours and hours on end. And then after a few days, I was like, "God, I feel so shitty. Yeah. Like, why yep. do I feel this way?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's good for anyone's mental health to listen to uh, a lot of true crime podcasts. No,
1: no. I started listening to to another one that was more about folklore that was a little, it was really cool. Oh, the
2: sword, the thing in the something?
1: No, not, (laughs) it's called lore. I don't know.
0: (laughs) What was I thinking of?
1: I know which, it's Mm -hmm. sword and scale or something.
0: Okay. Why is this sound? I think it's
2: okay. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I don't think these will pick it up. Okay, cool. I hope so. It's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are we telling each other about this week? Erin?
1: So, we're talking about ancient prostheses. Mm. So, kind of the history of prostheses and a few different examples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we're going to go to, like, not all of it, but a lot of it is going to be, oh, they found a cool skeleton and it had something That didn't belong. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start with your topic?
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, Aaron and I both researched
1: the same
0: thing,
2: which was prosthetic toes from Egypt.
1: Yep. They're some of the oldest examples of prostheses in the world. Yeah. I think the oldest.
2: Yeah, the oldest that have yeah been discovered. So How far? old? Um, so there's two main ones, right? Yeah. Um, And the first one is from between 950
1: and 710 BC. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, the Cairo toe. Right.
2: And the other one, um, which is the Greville Chester toe, Yeah. which is from sometime before 600 BC um, they dated it that way because of the way that the like linen on it I think was was woven
1: yeah that's what I read as well
2: because the first one was found attached to a mummy yeah you can actually see I'll show you Marie the picture there's like the actual human bone toes still attached into it when they found oh. it,
1: yeah, the it's other really one, cool.
2: yeah, it's so cool. We'll post this on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. These photos, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. maybe it's okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, this one is a good one. And so the second one, we don't know exactly how it was found, right? It was no. like given to a museum by a collector. Yeah, Reverend
1: it is oh, revel John Chester.
2: Yeah, mm. but it
1: it's at the BM now, the yeah. British Museum. Oh, okay. oh, is
2: it or it's a replica?
1: I don't know if it's the replica that's on display, but it's oh, it's but they have there. it. Okay, cool. It's in like the the Egypt display on the top floor next to the other human remains stuff.
2: Nice. Where's the other one? Do you know? Probably in Egypt.
1: Uh, I don't know where the the Cairo toe is. Okay. Um, Ideal
0: in Cairo?
1: I think it is at the the (laughs) National Museum there.
0: Probably. Okay.
2: What was the material? Okay. So the first one, the Cairo toe, is three separate pieces. They are wooden and they're kind of like sewn together so that it could move a little bit and like jointed onto your foot.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. It's pretty well made. They talk about how the craftsperson who made it must have actually kind of had some anatomical knowledge or at least fit it to the person because, um, they did some tests more recently. I mean, it with a sample size of two individuals who had had lost their toes. Yeah. But, um, they said that it was really quite comfortable to wear the the Cairo toe, mm-hmm. so it would have fit into a sandal somehow, and they show actual kind of wear patterns on them that does suggest that both this toe and the Greville Chester toe were used for like day-to-day life. They weren't just sort right. of a display thing.
2: Yeah, or they weren't just buried with... Yeah. The person symbolically or something. Yeah. Because it wasn't real.
1: that's something else that happens in sort of Egypt mortuary traditions uh, where they'll make like a fake limb, but it's just for yeah.
0: the burial process.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was talking about how those tend to be somewhat more crudely made by the embalmers and stuff. Okay. Versus how these ones actually show some attention to detail for a day-to-day use. Yeah which is really cool.
2: But The other one is, Marie, is made of cartonage. Is yeah, that how you pronounce like, it? It's like paper mache. Yeah, mm. like a
1: linen kind of paper mache with plaster and, and glue.
2: It's Interesting. not as like flexible. It's just sort of one solid piece. But as Erin mentioned, um, this researcher... Uh, Jacqueline Finch. Right, which is... This is her in the picture. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> She's part of the Faculty of Life Sciences and the Center for Biomedical Egyptology. Which is very interesting. Wow. So she did this experiment, like Erin said, where they found two people who were missing their right big toes. Yeah. And they made replicas of these different toes Mm -hmm. and had the people wear them with and without, like, a traditional Egyptian sandal. And they walked on these special mats and had all these cameras positioned, and they had gait analysis people there to to take a look at how they were walking with and without them. And they said that one of the volunteers achieved 87% of the flexion achieved with their normal left toe by using the, the prosthetic toe.
0: That's really yeah. cool. It's mm-hmm. really well made.
1: And I think especially when they're in the sandal, it's... It's even better. It's even better. Yeah. That's, oh, that's what cool. I read because about them.
0: toes are really important for you. Like, you can't really walk without toes.
1: Yeah, I read something about... Your your big toe bear is something like forty percent of the the weight, mm, so yeah. it wow. it really really affects your gait, and
0: it also is sort of sources of the springiness, yeah, of your gait for the
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's when really... you step off. Mm, it's really important, so that, that's pretty cool. It looks,
1: but I mean people so well made. People can yeah. learn to walk without it, but the yeah. the gait is Different. definitely affected. So this mm. kind of helps you, or it helped these volunteers at least achieve a more natural gate
2: mm. and both of them have a little toenail carved into it of course yeah. <laughs> to
0: the, the, as uh, realistic as possible yeah
2: it yeah. does
1: the gravel chester one it looks like it would have been some sort of inlay as well like a maybe of a different material
2: yeah that would fit over the toenail part yeah Ooh. both of gold?
0: them Gold? are we going for gold
1: I hope so. Or hope lapis thought. lazuli, yeah. like the little, little blue one.
0: Uh-huh. That would be nice. But <laughs> both
1: of them, I think, are were found in graves that they thought were associated with higher status individuals. Of course.
0: It must mm-hmm. be really really
1: Yeah, to have uh, something expensive. specially crafted like that, especially the, the Cairo toe, which does show this, again, attention to detail to have the hinges and whatnot, mm. I assume that that would have cost a fair amount.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I presume you need to have it replaced at some point as well. Like yeah, you if they wore damaged. through it. Yeah. Especially that's
1: the cool. the one that's made of cartonage, Cartonnage? I don't know. It's paper mache, so I mean, it might be a sturdier paper mache kind of stuff. It seems like
2: brittle though. Like it, was it just would just like
1: the toe would just bend off. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: true. It is. That's quite a hard material. So. But they did. But
2: they did say that like it improved the people's walking when yeah. they
0: when they wore it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Toes. Toast, were the f- thing we started on. Fun. And what do you have
2: for us, I am, I'm
0: going the other way on the body. I'm going all the way up. All the way. All the way, all the way. Um, I'm going to talk about a an artificial eye. Okay. And I'm going to correct you because my artificial eye is much older than your artificial
1: oh. toe. Oh, because this is a fairly recent article that came out, correct?
0: No, the eyeball. they found the eyeball. They found it in 2006. Okay, all right. But it's weird because, so, I was trying to find information about it, and I didn't get any solid sources. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all just, like, weird, either international websites or just, you know, those, like, history websites, but no, like...
2: Yeah, like, they hear one thing Yeah, about the discovery of it, but nothing scientific has been published yet.
0: So some of them are like, you know, the scientists who dug it up on the anthropologists say this, mm. or they say that. And I don't, I didn't get any sort of, I didn't get where they said it, so it seems like they just sort of um, said it in like a press briefing or okay. something like that, but there isn't any like a source of like what um, archaeological methods and anthropological methods were used and stuff like that. Okay. So the name that was given to this whole... This person with the eye Mm -hmm. is the six foot priestess Mm -hmm. with golden eye, which sounds so cool, but it's just (laughs) not. It
1: doesn't really roll off the tongue, though. Six foot
0: priestess with a golden eye? It's (laughs) amazing. I
1: think just golden eye. Yeah, just golden eye. But then there's sort of... But
0: she's also six foot.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. She's a tall woman with a a golden eye. detail.
0: But uh, I think that's kind of... Cold bar, but i think it's just a bit less <laughs> Cooler than the
1: golden eye the fact that it's she's it all six together
0: foot. is just you know if she was my size 52 <laughs> wouldn't be as <laughs> impressive <laughs> fair enough i think what is also necessary to remember is that uh, this is a very old skeleton so it comes from a time where people generally
1: weren't quite that weren't big.
0: quite that big so she would have stood up Mm-hmm. Over everyone, but did they? Yes. What methods they used yes. to say that it's a woman? I have no idea. Oh, because yeah. there's no. You mm-hmm. There is nothing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna get into it. So um, basically, it was discovered. It's this. These remains come mm-hmm. from um, what is now Iran, near Afghanistan, from Burn City, which is uh, a city in language i can't pronounce okay so we're just going to call it burn city it's because it had it had experienced high civilization four times and burnt the ground three times so it's called the burn city and it's just it's it's a place where like civilization really like thrived like like in this time where these remains in the cemetery mm-hmm. comes from it's 5000 years old oh, wow. it's 2000 okay. ish bc it's really old, and they found like incredible things. They found, like, with you know, within the cemetery or within sort of uh, the archaeological site, they found, um, like beautiful clay vessels. They, um, they found like a clay animation. So, what they found was like a vessel where if you turned it around, you would see like an animal hop. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Um, so it was
1: like a little cylinder that rotated. Yeah, it
0: was, so it was just like a bowl. Yeah, it was like a yeah, like, it's like a bowl you could put stuff into it, and if you rotated it, it was the same animal that was sort of hopping up and down. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, like um, a pieces of like bagamon game, like r- rulers and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. clearly they were really advanced and um, mm-hmm. um, really wealthy, um, and they found these remains that had um, of. You know what they now think is a, this female with the eye. There was also a lot of like ritual sort of artifacts in the in the grave with her. So they think she is like extremely wealthy. Some some somebody from like either royalty or like genuinely like the high highest, the
1: priesthood. High.
0: Uh, but they don't know. Like they call her priestess. I don't know why they came up with it. I think okay. they just think. Because the eye would have been such like transfixing thing, that she could have used it to sort of give her like
1: like magical powers, like
0: convince people that she has magical powers or All that right. she is a seer. But how do they know that it's an eye? Oh,
1: it was found yeah. in the socket, right? Like I it remember. Fa- reading th- a there's free a lot of they
0: know it. it's an eye because of several reasons. A, it really looks like an eye. Okay. And it was in an eye, and <laughs> the eye has remains of it. Is it
2: Oh, okay. And it's decorated to look like an eyeball. So, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get into hey, it.
1: We should probably just stop interrupting.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's sort of a sp- like a half spherical thing. So, it's not a whole ball. Right. It's a it's sphere it's around an inch in diameter. Um and it it's they are not from when I was reading they were like there'll be more sort of composition studies done on it, but it was in two thousand seven, and I haven't found anything else, but they okay. think it's animal like it's it's natural tar mixed with animal fat to make it sort of oh bendable and things like that
1: so that they could like roll it into a ball, yeah
0: okay. yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, it was like really lightweight mm-hmm. and, okay uh, so it it would fit into the eye socket but then also there were two little holes that would you know, you would have to put like a thread. <gasps> um they conjecture like a pirate's eye yeah. patch. Yeah but it's not an eye patch because it does sit in the eye socket but it's also held in place by like they what oh, they think discrete thread. They conjecture the conjecture is a golden thread. They say they think it could have been a golden thread. They Based think it on could what, have been did they find Because there's thread? a lot of because there's a lot of gold in the eye. There's a lot of actual golden thread within the eye, so they, I think they think that they would like match together or something. Because, so the eye... Naturally. Yeah. (laughs) So the eye is sort of shaped, like it's, it's, now it's black, but they think it would have been white when it was first Mm -hmm. made and then would would have gotten darker over time. So it would have gotten Mm -hmm. darker even during the person's life. Okay. And so there is a little sort of pupil or iris and around it, there are like really thin, sort of half a millimeter thin golden um,
1: threads, Threads,
0: thank you, uh, making like capillaries, like eye capillaries, like really detailed eye capillaries from these like, you know, golden, golden material to make it look like an eye, but also, which isn't like a real eye, there's sort of Engravings of parallel lines making like a diamond shaped around the iris. Okay. So, but it would have looked really cool. Yeah. Um. And they know that the person—it's not just. I'm
1: starting to believe in the magical powers already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they know the person wore it because they found traces of gold in the sort of inside below the eyebrows, like inside of the eye socket. Um, they found like wow. there was uh, a. They found uh, pieces like from the golden thread, but also they found that the person probably had an abscess in their eye from yeah. where I remember.
1: It. I remember reading that.
0: Yeah, okay. the um sort of it would have been sort of on the bottom of the eyebrow and probably on the eyelid, and I don't know how, but I read again. Like this is all from like I got it from like so many sources. So I don't yeah. know what's true and what's not, uh, but apparently there's like pieces of um the eyelid tissue on it what from like scratching over it no yeah survived five thousand four thousand years apparently thin little eyelid soft tissue skin yeah
1: like caught in the gold sort of threads or Somehow,
0: something yeah i don't know that was just a sentence i mm.
1: i'm i don't know enough about metallurgy to like comment on the preservative properties of gold. I know copper, like anytime I've found copper coins in burials there's been preserved tissue when it's like against the flesh and stuff. Yeah, if the coin was, there was one where the guy had a coin like on his mouth or something and the lips were preserved which was...
2: That's disgusting.
1: It was really cool. (laughs) That's so cool. Also, like a mustache too. (laughs)
0: Oh wow. Um, so maybe a little piece but maybe it was just And she f- was magic. So. She was magic, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. And some people say so some people say like delicate eye capillaries. Some people say it's sort of like sun rays mm-hmm. around the iris. We can go either way. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, so about the woman. So she's six foot. Um The alleged woman. The alleged woman. I have no idea what um Anthropological methods they used to assess um, the age and the sex. Apparently, the she height. was aged between 25 to 30, 30 something, so late 20s, early 30s, fairly mm-hmm. young. Um, and of course, of course, they did facial reconstruction. They wouldn't release an actual scientific paper about it, but they did facial reconstruction.
2: I have a scientific paper about facial reconstruction for the next thing okay, I'm going to talk gonna... about with a funny picture. So
0: so I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they did uh, facial reconstruction. Um, the scientists behind it, they, you know, anthropologists together, with mm-hmm. artists went together, had a two-day workshop about it. Oh my God. And they were, quote-to-quote, drew upon properties of... A thirty-year-old modern female human with the normal characteristics. Then bring all the features to the bare bone itself, and use anthropological science to come to a near approximation of the ultimate image, using like things like conditions of uh, life of the ancient times, making an approximation of, uh, to re- of to a realization so-, so what she would have been eating oh and what her nutrition would have been, how she would uh, how it would affect how she looked. Um and like the sort of conditions that were four thousand years ago.
1: Lisa and I are just making faces at each other across the <laughs> studio both yeah. like bogus. Yeah. Well, quote
0: quote <laughs> to quote typical 30 year old modern woman's body shape. Um which I just want to point out. Um, this woman was six foot. She, she wasn't not... a
2: typical <laughs> woman's body shape. <laughs> no?
0: You can't just go and like But also
2: what methods did they use to figure out her height and what bones did they have preserved all of them it's very well
0: preserved Um, it's a very well preserved remains okay Uh, but it's just yeah it was this was 4000 years ago she probably wasn't related to people who live in the area right now and who who were they looking at like Re, like features of what thirty-year-old woman is
2: that the Is that the picture you have yes. there? Yes. Is she's she wearing, wearing like a cardigan? It looks like she's it wearing
0: looks a blazer. Like, it looks like a a very white a librarian. A very white, a very librarian. Very white librarian
1: with like um, a broad-shouldered eighties blazer.
0: Yeah, and um, like a little necklace. <laughs> the, the necklace is a real reconstruction of the what of found? the accessories they found okay. in in the cemeteries. But what another quotation. Uh, she had an uh, excessively forward upper jaw and, quoting, bony-shaped nose. What? What is that? Noses are mostly made of soft tissue, for those of you that aren't very familiar with skeletons. Their nose don't have bones. So, well, I don't understand well, what well, is. <laughs>
1: it is. There are some bones. Yeah. yeah,
0: okay. But they don't really determine the shape No, of it. not, no. Also, what is a bony shape? I don't know.
1: Do they just mean like the nasal bones extend very far or... Like it's or? sharp? I have no idea.
0: I don't understand what the bony shape knows. So, <laughs> yeah. My last sentence okay. on my note sheet is, I don't know, man, it's all bullshit. I think Facial
2: reconstruction is one of those things that's like, it's a big part of the field and fields we work in, but it's also something that a lot of people disagree with because it's and they they always like say how speculative it is. They
1: absolutely admit
2: it, which is which is good because that's what it is and it's fine. But I think a lot the problem is that a lot of people see those facial reconstructions, people who aren't in academia and they, and, and they just think like, "Oh, that's what the person looked yeah, like."
1: It's not like a sort of a composite or an approximation. Right.
2: They're not always forthcoming about the process on like the history channel and stuff yeah. when they just present these facial reconstructions. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so the there is a bust that they made that genuinely just looks like a librarian. Like it was an Italian, Italian, Iranian team, mm. and I think it looks like an Italian woman.
2: <laughs> She's got like a little hairdo.
0: Yeah, apparently the hairdo <laughs> is uh, so they they matched it with like what they knew was sort of the hairstyle they used and the makeup. They thing like
1: artistic. They... Representations I, of the time, I
0: guess so, yeah, and then like what they think the makeup would have been, wow. um, and yeah, things like that. But, but, on, on like uh, in other articles, again, no idea what methods they use. Somebody mentioned that it, it would have the features are more sort of African looking, um, and she would have probably come from like the Arab Peninsula or something, which again, I have no idea what methods they use to assess this statement this claim because it's very difficult to figure that out from bones anyway
2: yeah ancestry identifying ancestry based on skeletal remains alone is very difficult and it's it's very small changes that people are trained for a very long time to identify very very subtle changes
1: and it's super subjective as well like just it depends on sort of what you've seen throughout mm-hmm. your career to kind of recognize recognize sorry these changes. Yes. Because they are so subtle as you said. Yeah.
0: So I yeah, I haven't found a good source to actually tell you Okay. Well if we find one
1: We'll do a later episode. You know if they on. if they publish
2: something later yeah, on we can maybe.
0: we can
1: talk about it. Okay. No, it's I mean, it's
0: a fun thing though. The, the eye is still cool. Yeah. Even absolutely. without all the other information. The eye is cool. You yeah. had me at
1: six-foot priestess with the golden eye.
0: <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> we. <Wee-wee-wee. laughs> oh,
2: okay, I've got have got a little one to to finish this out
0: with. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. How did you pronounce his name, Marie? I say Tijo brahe.
2: Oh, Tijo.
0: Yeah, but I am not Danish, so I don't know what's the real correct.
2: Danish I've heard that the Danish people say Tycho Brahe.
0: Sounds Danish. (laughs) So for all of you
2: Danes out there. Yeah, email us about (laughs) it. Let us know. In America, we call him Tycho Brahe. It's horrible.
1: (laughs) I've always heard Tycho.
2: Okay. We'll call him Tycho today. Um, Tycho was a Danish astronomer in the mid to late 1500s. And he observed the night sky and made these really detailed maps, which have led um, astrophysicists to to help with the creation of of these laws of physics because of how detailed these maps were. From everything I've read, he seems like he was a very eccentric person uh, in just all aspects of life. I
0: wouldn't be surprised. He lived on the court of a Czech, or like Austrian... Um, King, emperor who lived in Prague, who was an extremely eccentric person. Is and that be- King Frederick II? No, he was King Rudolf. Okay. I think it was him. How was the Copernicus? Oh, sorry, maybe I'm making bullshit. I'm bullshit. Copernicus coming. was before. I th- or no.
1: <laughs> we're not, not astronomers. It's anyway.
0: <laughs> gonna be cut
2: out. On the... But but uh, this part is true. Tycho okay. Brahe, um, he discovered a supernova kind of early on in his career by obs- when he was just like observing the night sky and that proved that the heavens were ever changing and imperfect because of that king frederick ii thought that was like super cool and wanted him to keep studying the night sky so he gave him his, his own island which he turned into this like super observatory place hmm. and just like studied i vaguely remember the night learning sky. about this yeah. in
1: like first year astronomy class
2: yeah for like 20 minutes And that's it. So that's basically all I know about him. Except there's this sort of rumor, sort of myth about him that he lost his nose in a duel over um, some sort of mathematical discrepancy with this guy called Madderup Parsberg. How? Madderup Parsberg. (laughs) Um, So apparently they were like fighting over math and they had their swords and had this sort of duel to duke it out and Tycho lost his nose or part of his nose and as the sort of myth goes he wore a silver or gold prosthetic nose for the rest of his life and you can see paintings where he has this like prosthetic nose or sometimes it's just over the bridge of his nose but it seems to be a very similar color to to his skin it blends in very well so so people um, just
0: thought thought he had syphilis he was what People just thought he had syphilis?
2: Well, that's part of it, because at the time, obviously, everyone had syphilis. So people were doing, like, <laughs> sketchy nasal reconstruction surgeries and stuff. And there was, like, a big market for prosthetic noses at the time. So it's not uncommon for someone at the time to just have a fake nose because you would lose it to syphilis, right? But his grave, which was which was marked, uh, I think it's in Prague.
0: Yeah, he no, yeah. I just looked it up. He did live on the court of Rudolf II, who was okay. a real crazy emperor who loved alchemists and wanted to have the uh, the stone of
1: the philosophers. The philosopher's stone, stone oh. and
0: uh, gold from yeah, he was all into okay. in that so he was giving money to all of these people.
1: Everyone court. loved alchemy in those days.
0: Yeah. This guy really did though.
1: Newton, Newton even loved alchemy.
0: Yeah, they all started <laughs> as alchemists. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they opened up his grave in 1901 the The nose prosthesis was not found.
0: Somebody stole it. Probably. Like, this is Czech Republic we're talking about. People yeah. steal shit all the time. Maria's
2: Czech. So yeah, maybe you should clarify that. You're Czech. <laughs> um, but then when they exhumed the body in 2010, apparently they said that um they found some discoloration on the nasal bones, and it was sort of greenish in color. So they were able to take a sample... <laughs> and examined the chemical composition and they found out that it's um it had equal parts copper and zinc so it was likely brass not silver or gold Ooh, cool so it's a little less exciting than we thought
0: but still cool yeah still pretty cool yeah mm-hmm.
2: that's all i have about tico
0: Tico, Tico. Cool.
2: he died in, in mysterious circumstances as well but i think we should we can talk about that in another episode
0: yeah that mm-hmm. sounds cool uh, also, who did not those times?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, you,
0: you put down how to spell it. That's so cute. That's
2: I put down the phonetic spelling for how Danish people, I think, say his name. Cool. I think. There was a whole like disambiguation page about the pronunciation oh. of his name. So who knows? So you
0: just went for the American one. <laughs> Well, that's how... It's fine. No, I'm joking.
1: With regards to... Oh, oh, Oh. I
2: forgot about the facial reconstruction. Okay, so I read this. I'll say this really quick because we just have a minute. They only found, like, a portion of of his face. So I think they said it was, like, 52% of his facial bones were missing. But they, like, extrapolated what the rest of his face would look like. And they took this, like, generic face, you know picture and just like stretched it over what Bones. the face sort of would look like. And they made this nice facial reconstruction, which happens to look just like all the paintings of him, as <laughs> most facial reconstructions often do. But look at this weird like stretched out face picture. We're it's gonna just... we'll put this on our Instagram, but it's hilarious.
1: It's just a square with it's... like a little face in the middle. It looks like something that Tim and Eric would have in their weird show.
2: <laughs> it's all stretched out. And then they just, like, stretched it over the, like, face that they extrapolated from the few bones that were there.
0: Oh, so And the facial That's chico. It's got a nice haircut, though. It's very... That's a very modern.
2: Yeah, you could see that guy today and you'd be like, cool stash, but just kind of a normal guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We gotta wrap it up a little we bit. We gotta wrap
0: it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of things to talk yeah. about. Yes. Um... Whoever is new and whoever forgot, we got our stickers. We yeah, got Dead Kids Club stickers, which
2: have fun. our logo on
0: them. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm seeing them for the first time. Yeah. They're nice uh, high quality stickers.
0: Aren't they beautiful, Aaron?
1: They're great. I'm going right. to put them all over everything.
0: Yes. <laughs> and if you want to put them all over everything, there is, it's a very simple way to get to them. You just need to write a review on whatever platform you're using.
2: Um, so if you write us a review, um on one of those podcasting platforms shut up. and you send us uh and you send us a screenshot of it and your address we can send you
0: our sticker. Yeah. Uh the shut up wasn't a Lisa, there are people they're loud outside of the door. <laughs> it's okay. Um yeah, we'll send you the um Lisa, do you wanna
2: Oh yeah this um when our podcast version of this episode comes out, it's going to be election day in America for the midterm elections. And it's very, very important that we all vote. I've submitted my absentee ballot, um, and you guys all should vote today as well Okay. for those Americans. We have a lot of American listeners, so
0: please vote. Please vote. Um. Thank you for listening, and we're yes. off. Bye. Bye.
1: See ya.